Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. It, it fell this summer. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. That's all right. And um, I brought a fish. 52 foot marlin back from texas as a statue on lake hamilton used right. to be a fountain it fell over this year <laughs> but <clears throat> i had flown up there and looked at it and it was laying on its side in a factory didn't look that big and the guy that i was doing this stuff for called and said can you go get it i said sure so i ran down there with a the big trailer to get it and it was standing up on its nose and its tail. And it was, I was a foot over legal, no permit crossing the state line. And in Arkansas, they don't mark the bridge clearances. No. And so I knew about how much taller than a semi I was. <laughs> and so I just held my breath under every overpass from Texas, Canada, hot spring. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. ouch ouch i've got a story to tell later about that <laughs> uh, oh my god so an adventure. so you had the 52 foot marlin right yep incredible everybody joining us today this is larry rhodes dennis simpson here with hot springs village inside out mr larry rhodes if you don't know larry you're about to and that's the joy of it is larry you you've been from around these parts and we'll come to that in a minute but the bottom line is and i want to kind of make sure i get to the the primary parts early is that you're the new owner of what was the Fiesta Bowl bowling alley, and you're now calling it Liberty Lanes, which if anybody's watching, you can understand from his shirt that maybe I probably a communist with that shirt on. But tell me, <laughs> tell me, how did you were you did you wake up one morning? Man, I gotta buy me a bowling alley. I just can't wait to get one. Um actually, no, never, never was on my radar. Uh a friend of mine actually came to the center that we were bowling in in a league and said, Hey, I hear Fiesta's for sale. We ought to buy it. And his wife said no immediately. <laughs> and so I said, I told my wife, I said, we ought to buy it. She said, you're crazy. And so that conversation just kind of died. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. about three weeks later, I said, you know, I'm going to go out there and talk to him and see what it's, what he wants for, because I'd heard prices all over the map and so i drove out my wife and i talked to bob um now this is bob peters that's owned it about a decade here in the village correct. He'd, he'd had it quite a while yep and um we talked to him 
it was clean. My wife went in the bathroom. She said, it's clean. And so I knew I'd been in the hmm. center bowl previously. And um, I had Brunswick and AMF do a survey for me. They had good news. I, um, really? I had never considered it. It was a God thing. We ended up purchasing the center with no money down. Really? And so um all things fell into place that we couldn't have put into place and and it was a win-win in our in our book bigger and greater than you could ever have imagined for that's typically Correct. how those god things work i don't know if you know that but i, I have yes i, I, I we, we both can testify <laughs> to some of these things that you know <laughs> i feel like some days i was standing around in the lightning bolt hit and i was like well okay sure thanks that'll do that'll do yeah i, I appreciate that exactly uh, exactly. well, I, and, and let's let's go back to the money side just for a second, because there have been discussions that there will be some significant improvements at the newly named Liberty Bowl. Imagine I, driving by last night. I thought, when's the new sign coming? You're going to have to get a new sign, right? We are working on the new sign. As a matter of fact, we've been working on it for a while. We've we've been tinkering with the artwork to get it exactly like we want, because the issue is that's two signs up there. They're two separate cabinets. Oh, two segments. And yeah. Yeah. And the the pen that's there now, which was the Jose or whoever it was in the center, divides those two cabinets. And there's a about an eight to ten inch gap. And so we're putting a new pen with the Statue of Liberty kind of crown on it in oh, that cool. spot. And then we're going to separate those two signs. And we've had we finally got the artwork like we want it. And so we're getting significant help from one of our um, suppliers to pay for a big portion of that sign. So oh, wow. It's wow. in the works. Well, and, and, and let me come back to this. Now, the reason I even brought up the sign is because that's the most outward expression. Correct. But I, I'm, frankly, I'm, I haven't bowled. It's been 20 years. Okay. And, and we, we chatted shortly about this the other day in a kind of a pre-meeting. I was like, you know, well, is bowling on the rise is bowling, whatever, but let me, let me interject before we even go there. The, the number has been tossed about of, uh, of two to 3 million to improve this place, which is unbelievable to me. And it's going to be what in the, in the state, what tell me the wall. It will, it will be. Um, at the end of our uh, expansion, we will be the only um, official training center in the state. We will be the only center with the Specto system, which is a ball tracking system. It tracks the ball every um, 500 thousandths of an inch down the lane. Really? And what that system does is it allows you to see the rotation where you release the ball your ball track from your hand to the pins so that we can make those minor significant changes and help create better scoring. Um, we have two pros that will be running the training center. I know one for sure, Josh, I'm mm -hmm. my children bowl against him when he was a youth bowler. He just turned pro this year. And he will be running the pro shop and the training center. They will have two lanes designated just for private lessons. And then we have Specto on four other lanes that will be controlled by the center. Unbelievable. Now, this from a guy who 
Would you have considered yourself a bowler six months ago or a year ago? Um, I, I was a bowling coach, high oh, school really? bowling coach, volunteer. Um, I volunteered for Lakeside. We won two state championships while I was in that role. Will there be um, a, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go I was going to say, is there a physical expansion? Is there going to be more lanes added? I mean, give me the, well, the whole by, by line. At, at this point, we have, we borrowed an extra $150,000 when we made our initial loan mm -hmm. to put in new lanes, approaches, and pin decks on the 16 existing lanes. That will happen this fall. The next phase is to add another 20,000 square feet to the building toward the, West. I guess that would be toward the Southwest. Yeah, southwest toward Walmart. Anyway, toward Walmart. We owed, we, yeah, we own two acres on that side of the building and that will be an additional 16 lanes plus a 2000 square foot pro shop. Now let, let me that, go ahead. I'm sorry. That will be our final expansion, which gets get us to 32. And the, and the reason 32 is the number I'm shooting for, my original goal when we bought this was to bring the PBA to Hot Springs. My goodness. And what people don't understand, there, there's a significant bowling center in in Little Rock. The, the one in Maumelle is quite nice. The one in, in uh, the... the uh, Oh, is, is it still the Professor Bowl? Professor Bowl. Yeah, correct. West Little Rock. And it's a nice enough place. It, it's a big spot, nice place. These places are, they've got some teeth on, some years on them. I mean, they're getting along in the teeth. They're 30 and 40 years a piece old that are getting that way. And they're nice enough places. They're not PBA centers and they're not world-class centers. And they're not, they're not attracting national tournaments. So and let me let me put this to the outside listener that may or may not understand the scope of this. You're talking about, the capital city of Arkansas, 3 million people in the state of Arkansas, 3.3 roughly, something like that, about a half million in the center, central Arkansas area. And you're going to bring a PBA tournament or your intent is to bring a PBA scale tournament size product to a town of maybe 19,000. If you consider people outside the gates, this is remarkable. Correct. This is remarkable. Area. I'm, that's just exciting, man. That's awesome. Well, and, and my deal is if Jonesboro can do it, we can do it. And I, I know, I know Kelly, Kelly works his butt off the manager at Jonesboro at hijinks. Yeah. I commend him. He's probably the best in the world at what he does. Really? Um, I see putting, no putting the tournaments together we or whatever. Or? Well, attracting, he's had, he's had televised PBA events. He had a, he's got a PBA regional this next weekend. Um, he has done a significant thing to what was a family entertainment center, not necessarily a PBA style bowling center. Now and, and let's, let's come back to this for, for people like myself that maybe haven't been to a bowling alley in 20, 25 years or more. So is, you know, is there the, is there the greasy hot dog that's been on the slider for the last eight weeks? Is there, how does the dining, how is that? What's the, give me a feel for, in, at the end zone, what's this going to be like? Um, we have changed the food somewhat. We mm -hmm. changed suppliers and we changed the, the quality of the food. Best I can say that right. we still aren't finished, but, um, but the, the reason I want to go where we're going is this center is for lack of a better term in no man's land. 
it's not in a quote unquote tourist destination and where we're sitting yep. it's not um in a big city it lends itself to be a league tournament bowling center and and it's and it's so not that's it's, it's not focus. on a major highway or anything it's not correct all, all of the i i give you I get your point it you're building an oasis exactly exactly and and to do that and i've got a, a lot of feelers out matter of fact jeff that was going to be on with us today he's he knows the contacts i've got another guy that was a pro that i coached with that lives in oklahoma and he knew, knows a lot of people as soon as we get our new lane surfaces in on the 16 that we have now we're going to push to get a a pba 50 regional event now is and 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 by the way, we, we were hoping to have Jeff Atkins with us, friend of the show, longtime friend of mine, and and great wonderful guy, and who just happens to be in the Arkansas Bowlers Hall of Fame, and who uh, you know he watches my dog when I'm in Spain. I watch his house while he's on the Pro Bowler and while he's on the, the tour. You know he's going and is the fifty plus is that the seniors he called it that, that basically that would be seniors, kind of okay. like the PGA seniors. Now it's, now, it's those. I was going to say what he had told me before is, you know, he would go to South Florida and he would spend three or four weeks going to four or five tournaments all in a row. And then he would go to Vegas and there would be three or four, you know, there would be some outside Vegas, some in, in, uh, you know, a Reno area or whatever. So they were just kind of concentrated around each other. Is there anybody else we concentrate with, or is it just, you'd be on your way to hot Springs village? Uh, Arkansas? Um, you would be on the way here. I mean, there's some in Texas. There's some, there's, like I said, next weekend, there's one in Jonesboro. Uh, there's several in the edge of Tennessee, um, Oklahoma. Bowling in Arkansas is not the sport it is in Texas. Oh, I can see in that. In Texas, even the youth program is completely different. Um, and so that being said, I want to see – us help change the face of what bowlers from this area when i was coaching there were 32 million dollars in bowler scholarships that were left unclaimed simply because there were no youth that knew that they were even available 32 million yep has this been 20 years ago this was in 2018 2020 years ago five years ago yep Holy cow, man. So I, and I don't want to use the term lightly, but, and the reason I was asking about the restaurant and everything, I mean, I imagine the bar area is going to be reconfigured and upgraded Correct. and, and, and the, re- I don't, I don't know. I just, I see photos that Jeff would send and he would be in, uh, what's the place outside Vegas. There's a, um, uh, anyway, I know the, yeah, I think of the area around the stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and and he would send pictures and, and this would be the, this is the lobby and the, the bar restaurant for the bowling center. And it looked like the, the interior of the, of Oakland casino. Right. I, I would look at this and go, whoa, 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 this is a bowling bar. This is a bowling. He's, he said some of the best food he'd ever had. Right. And I'm like, so this bar the outside of Arkansas, this bar is at a place we don't even conceive of. I I'm assuming. And, and you're bringing that to hot Springs village. I think we owe you a thank you. Larry. Well, I think I'll, we do. I, I appreciate that, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing it. I'm doing this because we love to bowl and I want a place where people are going to have fun. 
Well, let me, and and let's be fair about this. I've noticed that people that have super simple mottos or mission statements or whatever, you know, we want to do this with people, bowl and have fun. You can succeed at that. If you have a super specific mission statement that says we're going to, that's a little harder to do, you know, tell, tell me this, how do you want to, you know, the village has inside, outside, maybe 19,000, 20,000 people in that ballpark. Maybe in this area, not not greater area or whatever, a thousand students of school age, you know, in that ballpark. Uh, that leaves a whole lot of, of, of people like me, 50 plus, 60 plus, who haven't bowled in a long time. How do you bring those people in and, and get them engaged? Is it is it? weekly tournaments is it league play what do you do well we we do a couple of things we do the color pin deal on saturday night what is that um it is a just an event we it had been going on and kind of had had lost a lot of its luster we changed some things when we started um when we took over and it's it's a, it designed for everybody. Yes, there are some significant cash prizes for better bowlers, but everybody wins some money. And in fact, in the last two weeks, we gave out gave away over five hundred dollars cash. Really? Well, and, and that and was to a lot of people. I mean, I don't even understand and how this works at all. Is there like a colored pin? And if there you are that- three colored pins in each rack, and depending on their position when the pins are set, if it's a if it's a colored head pin, you get a dollar if you make a natural strike. If it's oh. a one two or the one three, it's two dollars. If it's one two. Uh, four or the one three six is three dollars if you make a natural strike if you leave a colored head pin i mean a colored pin in your rack and you get the spare that's 50 cents if you bowl a 300 which this is a nine pin no tap which means if you knock nine pins down it's a strike if you bowl a 300 which is possible it we pay a hundred dollars to the first five that that roll a 300 every saturday night oh really and so it's it's engaging for the better bowler it's fun for the the novice bowler i haven't been in 20 years i want to learn what do i do i i don't i don't i don't aspire to be a perfect bowler whatever i don't know that i want private lessons what night would i come out where would i how would i begin monday and tuesday we do uh three games for the price of two Anytime during the day, Monday and Tuesday. If you come on Monday and Tuesday, we're fairly um, light traffic-wise right now. I, uh-huh. I, I expect that to change in the fall. But we can give you one-on-one time. Really? When Josh Imhoff starts on the 1st of August, he can actually give you some lessons. The best thing is, is getting equipment that fits. It's like any sport. And I had a, I had a bowler the other day and he was bowling and he was talking about his ball didn't do this. And I asked him how many clubs he took to the golf course. <laughs> and he said, well, I take sometimes 14. And, and I pointed to my balls. There's 10 sitting on the table. I have 10 balls. Every bowler that bowls any tournaments probably has 20 balls because you're playing a condition that we put on the lane. 
in golf, you're playing a condition of the grass, the slope, whatever that hole has in it, and you pull the club out to play that hole. If you played a whole golf hole with a putter, your score would be horrible. Of course. And okay. So, how would you tee? How would you tee off with a with a putter? How would you? Right. But how how but, would you take a wood and and try and putt with a wood? I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, and, and so and, equipment is is key. Well, see for myself and my naivete, I've been friends with Jeff for twenty years now, and and he has a nice truck quad cab, and he's got a nice cover over the back of it. And I'm like, why did you buy the cover? He said, well, to protect the bowling balls. I'm like. The bowling balls. Well, it's just you. You know <laughs> how, how many bowling balls do you need in the quad cab? He's like, oh, I take twenty or twenty or twenty five. I'm like, how do what? Yeah. And and unbeknownst to me, he was like, well, my sponsor wants me to have this kind of ball and this kind. Of, you got a sponsor? Anyway, showed my yep. naivete more than anything else in the situation. So amazing. What, what's the anticipated dates on all this? When do you think you might be done? Well, it looks like I talked to. I talked to Brunswick earlier this morning. Um, it looks like November is going to be when our lane surfaces are going to be prepared to be installed. Right. Um, right now they're getting me the final numbers together so that I can go to the bank with what we're going to need to do the expansion. I've already, the bank's already been down and looked at everything. They love everything. Um, just getting that final group together to get that $3 million to go ahead and do start the expansion. I want to start the expansion before the end of fall. Yeah, no, I, I can understand. Well, and like I say, I, I've just been an outsider looking in and, and, you know, Jeff talks about being in Vegas or Dallas or Memphis or, right. or Nashville or the villages or whatever, and talking about how, you know, the, the condition of the lanes is just completely different. You know, yeah, he, he plays here at, at, uh, at, at the, the village, uh, you know, every week or whatever he, you know, to stay in he shape but he, every Saturday night. Yeah. But, but then also to know that these lanes weren't to the level that, that he's used to when he goes to national events. Well, it's hot spring village. You know, we got 19,000 people. We don't have a quarter of a million or a half million people. And to have that kind of amenity here. Oh my goodness. This man. Well, I mean, you have to look in, in what people don't know about the center is the center was purchased as a used package when it was built originally. A youth package? Yep. The pin setters are Brunswick. The scoring system is AMF. The lanes are DBA and the ball returns are Vantage. It couldn't be so, more disparate. Right. So they basically bought a package of used parts and put the bowling center together. So all the parts that were there were over 10, 15 years old when they were put in 22 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I'm so, sorry. I thought you, I thought at one point, I thought you said youth, you said used. I'm sorry. Used. Uh, me yep, and my hearing, okay. my, my wife will <laughs> remind me about my hearing. She'll, yeah, we'll oh, have that discussion. Well, I tell you what, let, let's shift gears just a little change lanes. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me how you got here. Tell me what, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know the story. How did you, were you born in Arkansas? Tell me how you got here. My dad was born in Arkansas. Yeah. His family was from Prescott, Arkansas, down in the South. Delta. Yes. They moved to, my grandparents moved to Fort Worth, Texas when my dad was um, junior high age. Mm -hmm. I was born in Fort Worth. I was raised in Arlington. 
my parents moved back here. Hmm. You're going to make me think of dates and I can't <laughs> think of dates. I graduated high school in 82 and my parents moved back up here somewhere in 86, 87. Okay. And then you say here, hot springs, hot springs, yes. hot springs. And we had come up here on vacation when I was a kid, we were water skiers. Mm-hmm. And so we would come to Lake DeGray every year to water ski. What a perfect place for that. What a perfect yeah. place for that. And so I moved back close to 30 years ago. I started a construction company, um, did residential and commercial construction. I actually met my wife at a bowling center (laughs) because I was a coach and I was given, and her mother asked me to give her son lessons. Mm. Mm. And so, Mm. Um, I have done commercial construction up until a few years ago. I had a contract with a, in a, um, industrial electrical contractor Mm -hmm. and I did underground and some high voltage stuff for them. And I was electrocuted in 2019, I believe. And, um, Mm. my wife was not, uh, happy with my current your location. Yeah. Your current look at, yeah. And so we, um, they, her and her mom had looked at some property investment stuff. And so we decided that's what we were going to do. And that's when we purchased some rental property in Florida. We have rental property here. We have a large building downtown that we have tenants in there as well. And um, so I started managing property. So let me get this straight. So property management is somewhat less deadly than highline high current work. Is that close? Almost. Almost. Were, was this a 440 <laughs> thing or what, what did you get hit with? It was uh, 11,000. It was, was 5,000 and ramped up to 11,000 balls by the time it tripped out. And how long did it take you to recover from that? If you have. Um, if, well, if could, that was another, that was another point. I went to work two days later. My wife wasn't happy about that. I, I'm hearing a trend that your wife's not too happy about some of your activities, Larry. <laughs> and, and frankly, I don't think mine would be thrilled with them either. <laughs> My wife doesn't even know you and she wouldn't be happy with that process. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable unbelievable well so what i'm hearing is is that you're lazy is what i heard and you just don't like to work is that what it was that's part of it (laughs) (laughs) well let me tell my story real quick if you don't mind i had a buddy that worked at at, uh, i had a buddy that worked at simpson press slash mckay hartle in north little rock and um, over in north little rock they've got a by the the old jacksonville highway they got a real low bridge and uh, it's, 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 you know, anyway, it's a real low bridge and the, tr- the Bob trucks and stuff can't go that way right. because it, it's so low there. They filmed some movies there before there's an old gas station there. It's, it's, it's beautiful, but you know, it's just, you, you just don't go that way. And so the buddy was sitting here and he, he was eating his lunch and the salesman comes in and he says, I just saw the funniest thing ever. It's the dumbest truck driver I've ever seen. And he was like, what? 
He said, the dumbest truck driver I've ever seen. He said, he went under that bridge. He said, rip that box all off. It was the funniest thing. And my buddy went, whoa, whoa, whoa. What color was the truck? (laughs) (laughs) He he said, it was a white one, just like. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) They looked Uh out in the parking lot. They looked out in the parking lot. And the guy was pulling up in the bob truck, dragging the box behind him and just pieces and sheets. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was the funniest thing he had ever seen until he went, what color was the truck? yeah <laughs> it was ours exactly it was ours. <laughs> so uh, I, I tell you what I, i've got to let you go we we can't keep you too much longer would you come back and visit with us and give us some updates as you go i can i tell I'd you what I'm, I'm excited to hear the story i really am and maybe we but can here's drag the that, question that, are you going to come bowling i tell you what i tell you what i will be happy to come bowling and actually i've done moderately well uh, my son-in-law you may know izzy van yep. uh, israel van Great guy has the most beautiful twins, my grandbabies on the planet. And they are, they are just like the, well, they're the Olsen twins before they became dysfunctional, I think, but that's just <laughs> me. they're still in the beautiful, cute stage. Uh, right. But, but my lovely wife has never picked up a bowling ball. Okay. We're all good friends with Jeff. We've been business partners with Jeff for 10 years. He's in the bowler hall of fame and she's never picked up a bowling ball. And more than once, Jeff has said, Come down on a Tuesday night. I'll give you lessons. I'll show you how. And you know, Jeff, he, he, he's unassuming and easygoing. He'd make a great teacher, you know. Right. Still just hadn't done it. I tell you what, I will not only tell you that I will come bowling, I'll tell you I'll bring my lovely wife bowling. How about that? I was going to say, they can bowl. My, my mother-in-law bowls on our team, and my wife bowls. Really? So, yep. So, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, okay. One more topic we need to address real quick. I see pro bowlers and these guys, as the rule, they're relatively fit. They can throw the ball down the lane at what looks like 150 miles an hour, and and the pins explode on the opposite end. That is not necessarily what it takes for a good bowler. Am I correct? Correct. If the ball rolls into the pins correctly, it does more damage than a ball that's flying 25 miles an hour. Really? Really. So, okay. And, and, and so, and I don't even know, I've seen people with 13, 14 pound balls, that kind of thing. And, you know, my wife's not a big girl. She's not going to take a large ball and heave it down the aisle. So it it's the right equipment again. Is that the topic? It's the right equipment and it's the right angle. Really? Yep. And I get the feeling that I could learn this relatively for free. Is that what I'm hearing? You could. Hmm. Hmm. Tell you what let's do tell you what let's do let's circle back around are you going to have an organized class for learning of some sort or i mean i am i'm putting on a oil pattern class because most people don't understand oil patterns um that's part of my saturday night i change the oil pattern every week let's let's back up to the five mile high view i know what you're talking about simply because i'm friends with jeff tell me what the oil pattern is well each lane has a conditioner put on it and that okay. conditioner is put on in in several different patterns to affect the way the ball hooks or sees friction as it goes down the lane. In a PBA instance, the oil is very heavy, and so the ball has to have a lot of revolutions before it ever sees friction so that it can start moving to the pocket. So it can grip, as you would right. say. Right, right. And in, in most most 
um, recreational bowlers, they have a standard house shot. That house shot is what we call a Christmas tree. The center of the pattern looks like a Christmas tree. Right. The outside is basically just brush oil. And so the ball can see friction fairly easily and fairly soon so that it can start making its move to the pocket. I put out a pattern this last Saturday. That's one of the hardest patterns Kegel puts out. And the scores were exactly where I figured they would be a, a great bowler that I think is probably one of the best in central Arkansas bowl of six Oh five for his three game series, nine wow. pin, no tap. Wow. He, he could normally on a normal house shot. If we had done a nine pin, he could have bowled three, three hundreds without much problem. So, so you're telling me, and, and I hear this repeatedly from Jeff and he talks about, it's the equipment, it's the setup of the lanes, it's the whatever. And, and I know this sounds, this is a poor analogy. I know it's a very poor analogy, but for drag racing. Okay. You have a car that makes this much horsepower. You have these tires that are going to grip. And there's a guy out here laying down adhesive or, or a gripping right. agent or an oil on the track. And he has as much to do with how you're going to do as the mechanic back in the back that put a little more gas in the line or something, right? Exactly. And, and, and the difference today versus 25 years ago mm-hmm. is there's a thousand oil patterns and depending on the oil patterns, length, volume, and all that depends on the equipment you have to throw and the ball manufacturers love it because it enables them to produce 20 balls a year that people will buy because they react different depending on the condition of the lane. Now, do you notify people, Hey, we're doing the Christmas tree today or we're doing on Saturday. I tell on Wednesday, what the oil pattern is going to be for Saturday night. I lay that oil pattern down at five o'clock on Friday. If you want to come practice on it, so that you know in advance what it's going to be because I have guys that come from Cabot or Greenbrier or Conway and they bring 20 balls because really? they're not sure exactly how that pattern's going to react. And so they bring all the equipment they need. This is absolutely fascinating. By the way, I've got a, a and I don't know if I'm, maybe I'm rehashing old ground. Uh, does, do the boomers have a bowling grab that you know of? I don't know that. Okay. The HSV boomers is, which is the 50 plus group um, has a, they have a ping pong group. They have a golf group. They have a hiking trail. We have a, a, a bingo group. We have a casino night. We have a, you name it there. The, the boomers is the largest and the most active group in the village. If there's not a bowler group now, let me try and connect you and we'll make one. And I think that would be a lot of fun for a lot of people. And really let's just phrase it this way basically kind of reconnect with a a childhood sport, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it can be as simple and as fun as you want it to be. And it can be as advanced and competitive as you want it to be. Hmm. That depends on the group that you want to bowl with, because we have women that bowl during the day and they're just, they're, they're competitive, but they have a good time. We have couples leagues. We have mixed leagues. We have a men's group that's highly competitive. And so it just depends on what group you want to bowl with. 
Yeah. My, my mom was telling, uh, uh, Diane, we, we, we had a concert Thursday night here in the village and I went and picked my parents up and came back. So we had decided to talk with them in the car. They live in Benton. And, uh, uh, as we were coming back, mom said, yeah, I was in a church bowling league at one time. I'd never bowled before in my <laughs> life. And she said, I started in the forties and I ended in the hundreds. And so she said, I won an award. I was the most improved. <laughs> and <laughs> Diane, said, Diane said, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. There's a goal I can go to most improved, most improved. And, and what most people don't understand in the league setting is a guy that carries a 200 average, right. is it an extreme disadvantage? Cause he has because, something to lose because unless he bowls great every week, he has no handicap to help him out. I got it. A, an 80 pin bowler that can bowl 95 can beat him every time because they get a big advantage. How about, okay, you're going to have to come back and explain that to us sometime. <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. I tell you what, let's put you up for like six to eight weeks. Let's get a progress report and we'll come back okay. around and see you. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Larry, it's been an absolute pleasure for hot springs village inside out. I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Larry Rhodes. Randy Cantrell will be back and join us next time for hot springs village inside out. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks Larry. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.